This case may be a contender for the weirdest one we've ever covered. Daniel LaPlante. I, I don't even know how I properly introduced this case. So here's some keywords for you. Abused teen, haunted house, cross-dressing bride, and triple murder. Yep, we're going on a ride today, kids. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Killing, Missing, Hidden, your good time fun collection of bad things that I, your host, known as Brad, share with you every Tuesday because I am delightful like that. With me this week are some women that just wandered up to the doorstep. I think they host a podcast, maybe. Why don't you tell us about yourselves? <laughs> so we are from the Nopeville podcast. We're your tour guides to the city of Nopeville where it's filled with all the scary and terrifying things that make mm -hmm. you say nope. Yep, from paranormal to true crime to cryptids, yep. any of that in between. We're Anything that just guides. makes you nope right on out experience. of the situation. <laughs> How successful would you say you are as tour guides? Mm -hmm. We are very successful. <laughs> Uh, very. Uh, We're the best tour guides of Noteville. The most successful? I will stop my questioning there because I know mm -hmm. it won't get better. <laughs> uh, but no, in all seriousness, I'm a big Noteville fan. Um, I love you. the format. I listen every week. I even, as at least one of y'all know, I think, I even rep y'all's podcast. I've got a button. Mm -hmm. I purchased a button. And yep. <laughs> uh, it's on my messenger bag that I take to work. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I guess that makes me like a card-carrying fan to some degree. Mm -hmm. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, You're a surviving tourist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sort of. Um, <laughs> see, visit our podcast to see what. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, they were uh, kind enough to let me show on their show back in April. Mm -hmm. I don't know how well it went for me, but <laughs> it was fun for a lot of people. <laughs> Updates are developing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now, before we begin, <laughs> I started this tradition uh, a few months ago with folks that I collaborate with. So we're going to do, you know, like an icebreaker type question. So my listeners okay. can get to know y'all a little bit. Now, when I recorded with a teacher okay. and a crime scene tech walking mm -hmm. to a bar, they just destroyed the question I had used before. So I'm using a new <laughs> one for y'all because I don't want y'all to be up against that amount of pressure. Okay. They're awesome, by the way. <laughs> they, I love them. Yeah. They're adorable. So mm -hmm. my question for y'all is that when Noteville is optioned by Netflix into a TV show, you get to cast your co-host. Uh -huh. So Jen, you would cast Christine and Christine, you would cast Jen. Mm hmm so, who would you cast and why? And please feel free to be as nice or as vicious as you want to be. <laughs> Immediately, I came with Melissa McCarthy for okay, you. I think of because her vibe and okay. energy just really matches yours. With like, she can do the sarcasm. You're you're incredibly sarcastic a lot of times. Where you're like, oh boy, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. So immediately, that's Indeed. why I went for her. Ah, oh, great. 
I'm I'm picturing um, Jenna Coleman, your brother's favorite Jenna companion. I can't think of her name right now. It's bothering. Oh, that's me. very nice. She's very pretty. Yes, <laughs> yes. She was the one who I immediately pictured. <laughs> she's very pretty, and she's also super sweet, like you. She's like a total Hufflepuff, exactly like you. Aww. So yeah. I think she fits this, you. This was far quite too well. nice. This is not what I wanted. <laughs> We've been best friends for 20 years. <laughs> That's exactly why you should rip on each other. We're going to be. If you can't do it to your friends, who can you do it to? Be like, uh, Jack Black. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he is awesome. Hey, we'll Jack Black is awesome. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put any rules on place on gender or age or even whether or not they're living. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no. I'm hoping we see the end of Noteville right it now. It had to sink in. Because <laughs> then you'll be found. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you would. Uh, no, you'll never be found because if Merma yeah, works for us. Yeah. Poor Brad needs to be rescued over there. <laughs> Lawyers aren't able to survive on their own. <laughs> no, we enjoy we the diary entries. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know about y'all, but my audience <laughs> gets fussy when I banter too much. No. Oh. They're just high maintenance. So <laughs> we're uh, going to move on. Before we do, <laughs> I do have to do a quick shout out to a new member of our Patreon, the illustrious group of patrons. And it's Christine. Is it you, Christine? Mm. No, okay. All right. So oh, thank you I'm to sorry. the good Christine who's willing to help <laughs> out. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So we appreciate the support, of course. Now we're going to jump into the case. Jen, Christine, if you have any yes. questions, comments, preferably relevant ones, okay. feel free to interrupt at any time. Mm-hmm. All right. So, this is the story of Daniel J. LaPlante. He was born on May 15, 1970, in Townsend, Massachusetts, USA. And it just so happens that May 15th is my mom's birthday. Oh, it's my sister's birthday. Ah. (laughs) Well, they share a birthday with a celebrity. They're so lucky. Nice. (laughs) Hey, we all have someone tied. I, I seem to have a birthday that nobody, like, I think the most famous person that was born on the same day as me was uh, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, Buffy. That's cool. So. I have Calvin I, Coolidge. Uh, I think I win this fight. <laughs> I don't know of any serial killers, so, sadly. Not that LaPlante's a serial killer, but. Um, me neither. So, LaPlante, back to him. That's who we're talking about, right? Um, yes. He did not what have what we would call an ideal childhood growing up. Mm-hmm. I think we would use words more like mm-hmm. corrupting, uh, abominable, woeful, horrid. Like Sensing I pulled out theme. my yeah, mm. I pulled out my thesaurus for this <laughs> one. Yeah, um, <laughs> he was regularly <laughs> sexually abused by his father, mm. and this along with other issues, eventually led to a divorce and the mom remarried and then LaPlante was sexually abused by his stepfather. Oh, no. Yeah. So not off to a good start. Wow. Um, 
But when he got old enough to go off to school, he was kind of instantly hated by his classmates hmm. because he was weird. He didn't really have any social skills mm -hmm. and he lacked basic hygiene skills, nope. which I'm sure didn't help. Nope. Um, so eventually the school decided he needed to see a psychologist and they sent him to one and LaPlante was diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder and the therapist insisted on seeing LaPlante, you know, from time to time to help him with his issues. And then the psychi psychologist started sexually abusing plants. What? Yeah. So uh, I don't like, oh when, as we get into the story, you're going to end up hating this guy anyway. So I'm not okay. offering an excuse, okay. but. <laughs> this poor kid mm -hmm. had no chance of being normal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He he was just molded into right, a monster. Clearly learned from the so. get go. Yeah. Of course, his situation didn't improve mm -hmm. as he got older. In his teenage years, he started acting out a little, you know, by committing crimes, which is well, why we're do, talking I about guess. him. Um, <laughs> his favorite thing to do yeah. was to break into people's houses. Mm -hmm. Originally, it was to steal stuff, as normal mm. people would. Yeah. But then it kind of became more of a thrill mm. for him. Hmm. So he started breaking in and stealing stuff and then leaving right. little mementos behind. Okay. And then he just broke into houses to screw with mm. people. Like, he would literally break into a house and rearrange the furniture in the living room. Or okay. something like that. <laughs> so he, he's... <laughs> right. He's an odd bird, is the nicest little, way I can yeah. say it. He, he's a little off kilter. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, he tries to kind of, he, he views this as like a psychological torment for his victims. Mm -hmm. And he makes the effort in 1986 mm -hmm. to kind of step up his game. And he gets what he thinks is the phone number of a previous break-in victim. But it turns out it's the wrong number. And okay. when he calls, okay. a teenage girl answers. 15-year-old Annie Andrews. Mm -mm. Instantly, of course, he becomes obsessed with her. And began a bit of light stalking, shall we say. Mm. You know, he was just poking around outside her house. And he'd sit across the street <laughs> and just creepily stare. Oh, creepy. I guess, you know, hoping that the Watch. power of his love would woo her over from a distance. Um, <laughs> right. You know, it was just that, she could just that innocent puppy love sort of stuff you do as a kid. We've yep. all been there. Hiding in the bushes. Of course. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, uh, he kept For calling sure. Annie, and amazingly, he was kind of able to keep his weirdo personality in check to the point that um, she kind of got mm -hmm. sweet on him mm -hmm. uh you know he told her that he had gotten her number from a mutual oh. friend he went to a different high school and you know she developed this image in her mind of him being you know tall and athletic and just all sorts of dreamy mm -hmm. that's primarily because he described himself as tall and mm -hmm. athletic oh, and dreamy well, <laughs> makes sense <laughs> yes um and you know the fact that he went to of a course. different school added <laughs> To the mystery. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, I, I don't it's know what like it that. is. It yeah, is. When you're, when you're a teenager, you're like, oh, my boyfriend goes to a different school. You're like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. Hey, you don't yeah, know. Yeah. 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 It's like you're instantly like 10% more attractive because you don't yeah. walk the same hallways. Mm -hmm. right. I don't know why that is, but 
<laughs> Regardless. <laughs> Humans. Yes. Uh, so, he managed to talk Annie into going on a date with him. Hmm. And they it was just a good old-fashioned modest date. They went to the local fair. They got ice cream and all that stuff. The problem was... The real LaPlante showed up, rather, you know, with his greasy yeah. hair, disheveled clothing, yep. rather than the captain of the football team version he had <laughs> described to it as himself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But Annie was a good girl. She went on the date. She was polite, um, let him walk her home. And when they got to her house, he was like, hey, I'd really like to do this again. And she was like, yeah, that's cool, but no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you know, what really kind of made the date super odd and hard for her was uh, Annie's mom had just died of cancer shortly oh. before they met. And so she, you know, A, probably wasn't in a place where she could have a relationship. But B, that's all LaPlante wanted to talk about on the date. What? Oh, God. Yeah. He wanted all the gory details of what it was like Ugh. as mm-hmm. her, in her final days and all that. So... You know, being a catfisher and then talking about nothing but death. Yeah. Right. Not the best combination. No, nope. Definitely not. But again, credit to Annie. She was polite. She she bit the bullet, went through mm. it. But when she rejected his advances there at the end of the day, you know, the crazy juices started flowing. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point in the story, oddly, we kind of have to take a left turn and... Talk about Annie and her life to really mm-hmm. understand what happens with LaPlante. Okay. So, like I said, you know, Annie and her family were kind of in recovery mode from this tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, her dad had to leave his job and take up a better paying job to compensate for the income they lost, but it required him to work overnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all of a sudden, Annie kind of became in charge of the house mm-hmm. at the age of 15. She had a younger sister named Jessica, who was eight at the time Mm -hmm. of our story. And, you know, Jessica really, really had a hard time coping with this, as you would expect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, trying to be a good sister, Annie suggested that they attempt to contact their mother through a Ouija board. Okay, Um, that's never a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. um, I have in my notes, you know, a little aside that. Ouija boards aren't really toys. Mm-hmm. Nope. They're Definitely not games. Not nope. mm-hmm. No one should really be. You know, I have a pretty high tolerance for paranormal stuff. I know y'all mm-hmm. do too, but yeah. there is no a Ouija like, board. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope, nope. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nope. All the way back to Noteville on that mm-hmm. one. Right. Where we so. have Ouija boards stored. <laughs> and we tell you what happens when you use them. So yes. there you go. you can learn more from our friends here (laughs) but i'll get back to the story i'll stop my psa um (laughs) so the girls try this seance if you want to call it that to reach out to their mother but nothing happens Mm -hmm. but oddly enough things change the next day they start Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term they start kind of hearing odd bumps and knocks throughout the house Mm. and these primarily occurred at night when they were trying to go to sleep when their father was gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Eventually, the bumps turned into what sounded like deliberate knocking. Okay. They kind of freaked out Annie a little bit, but Jessica got excited because she thought it was 
their mother trying to communicate with them. Yeah. And so they begin speaking to the walls, I guess you would say, (sighs) and asking questions and getting responses in the form of knocks. Mm -hmm. And before long, they were convinced that they had found their mom in the spirit world. Mm -hmm. Until the spirit's attitude changed and the girls knew they had not found their mom in the spirit world. Mm-hmm. Um, soon after the knocking became more aggressive, it was seemed time to disturb the girl's sleep. Then they started finding that objects would be moved in the house. Things would disappear. Um, some days they would come home and, you know, you have that, weird stuff like from the poltergeist movie where all the chairs are stacked (laughs) on top of each other. (laughs) That's crazy crazy. things like that. So they start getting kind of creeped out as Mm -hmm. any sane person would. Mm -hmm. 100%. Now their dad didn't believe them. Um, He never witnessed any of this. Mm -hmm. It never happened when he was home. And, you know, he just, he wasn't of the sort that was willing to accept that the girls had summoned some sort of spirit to harass them. Yeah. So one evening in January of 1987, this uh, spirit or whatever you want to call it, took it up a notch. And while the girls were watching a movie in the living room, it started banging on the floor of Mm -hmm. the living room, which connected to the basement below. So they, they made the ultimate horror movie mistake and decided to explore the basement. (laughs) Yep. Yes. Nope. Not doing that. (laughs) So they got to the bottom of the stairs in this dark and creepy basement. They were armed with a kitchen knife, Mm. which, you Mm. know, in the movie version, I'm sure they would drop and leave for the killer. Yeah. Um, Of course. (laughs) But here they don't find anybody. There's no one down there, but they do find a message Mm. and written on the wall. In what appears to be blood, it says, quote, I'm in your room. Come and find me. Oh, no. No, no, no. Yes. That was their breaking point. They pulled a Christine and left. (laughs) (laughs) Get the fuck out. Yeah. They uh, absolutely panicked, started screaming for help. A neighbor, you know, came outside. They ran to him and just were, you know, like shaking puppies Mm-hmm. grasped onto him. He called their father who left work early to come home and see what was going on. And the dad was pretty upset about the situation. He, he, you know, he, of course he didn't believe it, but he mm-hmm. thought that the girls were kind of having issues. And so he arranged for them to get some counseling, mm-hmm. but the noises didn't stop. They kept hearing this knocking and the banging and weird stuff moving around and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A few weeks later, this same event, a la the basement, repeated itself. But this time the knocking, instead of coming from the basement, was coming from Annie's bedroom wall. Uh-oh. Now, they, the girls, again, were downstairs watching a movie or something on TV when they heard it. Mm-hmm. So... As we no doubt know, they went upstairs. Of course. Because they make poor decisions. Um, and when they walked into Annie's room on the wall across from the door was another message waiting for them. Written in blood. Of course. That said, 
I'm back. Find me if you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. So again, poor Christine. Run out into the front yard. <laughs> nope, I'm gone. Yep, they get out of the house. Again, same neighbor comes out, comforts them, takes them inside, and calls the dad. Mm-hmm. The dad comes home quite furious at this point mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the girls. But when he goes in the house, he can tell something's off. Furniture's okay. been moved, and he just had that feeling that something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. So he storms upstairs and goes straight for Annie's room. And when he gets there, the first message has disappeared, but there's mm. a second message. Oh. This one saying only, marry me? Question uh, mark. Uh, no. That's not romantic. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that's not how your husband proposed to you. It's not even no. cute. <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> so, um,. You know, the dad kind of stood there in shock for a moment, mm-hmm. as I think most normal people would. Yep. Right. And he didn't notice what was behind the door to Andy's mm-hmm. room. Uh-oh. It was none other than Daniel LaPlante. No. Right. Wearing a wedding dress. What? No. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> so Andy doesn't even get to be the bride in this situation? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, yes, I will marry you. Right. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) There could be two wedding dresses. I I don't know what his plans were. He (laughs) He just wanted to wear one. It was a personal thing. He didn't want to talk about it. Um, (laughs) Not only was he wearing a wedding dress, he was also Mm -hmm. in a blonde wig. Okay. And he was wearing makeup. Okay. Uh, not Joker style makeup. Like he actually tried to put on makeup. Was Annie blonde? Yeah. Was he trying to dress like Annie? Uh, I think if I remember correctly, she had dirty blonde or brown hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. The wig, however, was more of like the Marilyn Monroe. Mm, right. You know, platinum yeah. blonde. Type right. Thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, that's what Annie's dad sees. When he turns around. Um, and I uh, forgot. Daniel was holding a hatchet, too. Oh, no. Right. That's kind Got of... Got to complete the ensemble. Yeah. Forget yeah. a bouquet. That's, that's kind of a key <laughs> fact. All right. So at this point, let me ask you all this. Jeez. <laughs> Would you rather have a ghost haunting your house or walk into this LaPlante scene? A ghost? 100%. A ghost, for sure. <laughs> Because I can just sage it, and then the ghost is gone. I can't, yeah, like, yeah. throw a maniac with a hatchet out <laughs> without maybe getting hurt. <laughs> just sage him out the window. Right. I know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, you could be allergic. We don't know. That's true. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you want to take that chance, though? No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I agree with y'all. I, I would rather, I'd rather risk ghost. a haunting than, <laughs> yep. than seeing that. Sure. I don't think you ever get that image out of your head. No. No. Now I won't. No. Thanks, so. Brad. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's the <laughs> least haunting my I nightmares. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I I'd say this was a really stinking creepy event, but I don't think that's a strong enough word. Yeah. So I went to my thesaurus again. Um <laughs> I tried unnerving. I don't think that works. How about ghoulish? Yeah. Yeah. I think ghoulish is a fair description of what mm-hmm. Annie's dad ran into. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay. All right. All right. Back to the story. Back to the story. 
So shockingly, Annie's dad is not phased by this at all, either because he's just what? that bad a dude <laughs> or he was in total Hulk, Hulk mode at this point. And uh, yeah. he just charged Maybe. at LaPlante, which oh. LaPlante was not ready for, of course. Yeah. He right. thought he had the element of surprise. Um, surprising in a different way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not against Papa Bear. No. <laughs> no, uh, Papa Bear started to whoop him a little bit, but... Mm. Yeah. LaPlante managed to kind of wiggle free and he ran out of Annie's room Mm -hmm. and, you know, was knocking crap over as he did to slow the dad down. And by the time the dad could get out in the hallway, LaPlante was gone. Mm -hmm. The neighbor was in the front yard and he said LaPlante never came out. About this time, the police showed up and they start, you know, they pulled the dad out and they started hunting through the house. And... First of all, they were able to determine that the writing on the wall was not blood, but ketchup. Oh, that's mm. good. Yes. I was going to um, ask, whose blood is it? Did they find that out? <laughs> <laughs> was it his own? Because that would have been, that would up the creep factor. No, sadly, yeah. it was the tomatoes. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the police, more importantly, figured out how Daniel was able to disappear so quickly. Uh-huh. Mm. Apparently, the house had crawl spaces that mm. the family didn't know about. And so when they started searching the crawl spaces, police found LaPlante curled up behind the wall of Annie's room. When they got him in custody and out of the house, they kind of poked around a little bit. And they realized that LaPlante had been living in the walls (gasps) at least part time, maybe full time for several weeks. Wow. Yeah, he was haunting the house. Yes. Mm -hmm. He was the ghost. And I think kind of the moral of this part of the story is this is why girls should never be nice to boys. Yes. Yeah. Because you get nothing good out of it. It's fuck politeness. That's the thing going around. (laughs) I'm sure my wife would agree. Yeah. Um, (laughs) All right. So LaPlante was arrested, but because of his age, he was held in a juvenile facility until October of 87. Hmm. When they let him go, he went right back to a life of crime. Um, the burglary kind, not the fake haunting crime. Uh, well, so that's a step up, I think. I guess. <laughs> Until he finds another girl he thinks is cute. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, yeah. Um, mm. Now, during one of his residential raids in November, you know, a month after being released from prison, he hits a house... And steals a bunch of stuff, including two handguns. Uh-oh. Oh, great. Yeah. rut mm. On December 1st of 1987, Andrew Gustafsson came home from work to find the most awful sight of his life. Mm-mm. His pregnant wife, Priscilla, was laying face down on the couple's bed. The pillows dyed red with blood. Oh, no. She had been shot in the head multiple times at point-blank range. Good Lord. Investigators would later learn she was raped shortly before she was murdered. (sighs) And let me make this even worse. There's two bathrooms in the house. In each bathroom, they found one of the couple's kids drowned in the bathroom. (gasps) Oh, my God. What the hell? Now, there are internet rumors. I couldn't find an article confirming this. Mm-hmm. But there's rumors that LaPlante knew Priscilla because she did volunteer work 
by going to the juvenile detention facility mm. to tutor kids as they tried to earn their GED. Oh, wow. That's where he met Priscilla. That's where he fell head over heels in love with her in his creepish little way and mm-hmm. decided that she was going to be his. Mm-hmm. Now, it just so happened, of all things, that in their neighborhood, LaPlante's house backed up to Priscilla's house. Uh-huh. Now, there were some woodlands in between. It's not like mm-hmm. they could see each other's house, mm-hmm. but there was a little trail that had always been used to go between these two areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's apparently what he, you know, how he got to the, her house. They found his footprints all along the path. They found his footprints on the cartilage of the house. Dogs were brought in and they tracked LaPlante's scent from Priscilla's house back to his own house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, considering the proximity of his house to the crime, all the burglaries that started after he was released, mm-hmm. he was suspect number one for the police. Yeah. Right. When they came to his house, his mother was just shocked by the allegations and let the police in. As they came in, however, LaPlante escaped out a basement door and went running into the woods. Mm. This gay. Yeah. Yeah. 48 hours later, he popped back up on the police's radar when he tried to unsuccessfully kidnap a woman and steal her vehicle to make an escape. Jesus. He got the vehicle, but she got free. They found the vehicle... And searched the area surrounding it and found LaPlante appropriately hiding in a dumpster. Yep, that's where he belonged. Yep. Despite all the time that had passed, they found one of the dead kid's hairs in his sock. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was arrested and charged pretty easily with three counts of first-degree murder. Yeah. Good. He went to trial was found guilty of all three counts, mm-hmm. and in 1988, he was sentenced to three life sentences. Nice. All right. He will not be eligible for parole until 2046, when he will be in his 70s. Oh. So Jeez. even if he's allowed out on his first time, which I can't imagine he would be. Yeah. Right. He won't be quite as threatening. <laughs> so I think. I doubt he's been bulking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he could be a beefy grandpa. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, at this point, I think it's safe to say that the plant was just all kinds of awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I mentioned at the top of the show, he wasn't given a fair shake at life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, he was suffering from more than just that hyperactivity disorder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was bonkers in some way. But yeah. yeah. I mean, he you committed... don't just escalate from stalking to triple homicide. <laughs> yeah. That is a bit of a, a leap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's, it, I mean, it was kind of interesting from the standpoint of he starts breaking into houses, gets comfortable with that, mm-hmm. starts doing it kind of as a thrill crime. Yeah. And then his hormones kick in and he meets a girl. Yeah. And then he focuses on her and uses his thieving skills or breaking and entering skills, at least. Mm-hmm. To have yeah, some he fun. learned from his father and stepfather, too, that, you know, if 
if you're interested and you want someone, you take it whether they like it. it or not. Right. Yeah, could you imagine what, what would happen him? if if their father didn't come home if it was just the two girls? Yeah. Like they could have yeah. ended up like the pregnant they would have lady. Been a double and, homicide at yeah. that point. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So the dad at least saved two lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously the murders he did commit are gruesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wait, would it be a quadruple homicide because the lady was pregnant? No, the infant. Yeah, the. Did I mean, he not get charged for that? He did not get charged with that, and a lot of the laws criminalizing the death of an unborn child didn't really start coming along until the 90s, if I remember oh, correctly. Okay. Mm. So at the time, it probably wasn't a crime, but I did not mm. look it up Okay. to mm-hmm. be certain. Regardless, it wouldn't have changed his sentence. No. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I, just, I, I can't imagine having the mental fortitude to drown a child. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah. Anyone, really. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's It just... doesn't happen instantly. That takes patience. You have to... Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah. instant death. <laughs> well, and, I mean, it takes a fair amount of strength because there's... Mm-hmm. I mean, even a child's survival instinct is pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if they're anything like my kids, they <laughs> will put up <laughs> one heck of a fight. Oh, yeah. So... Um, yeah, but even with the these gruesome mo- murders, the the fake haunting is just so weird mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Like that more yeah, than anything speaks to how screwed up he was mentally. I think. Yeah, he right. must have just enjoyed seeing them be scared. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that had to be what fueled it because how else do you live in a crawl space yeah. for that amount yeah, of time? Yeah, why else would you continue mm-hmm. that? Like yeah. it has nothing to do with you at that point, but you're just enjoying their reaction. Well, he could have been, it could have, in his mind, he could have justified being closer to her because if he mm-hmm. was in sight, then she could do something about it. Like, you know, call the police or have her dad watch the house a little longer, but him hiding, he can be closer to her for mm-hmm. a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. In circumstances, just fell in his favor, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. You know, I mean, accidentally getting her phone number. Mm-hmm. Her dad having to take a night shift job. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's just really unfortunate. And, I mean, again, props to Papa Bear for fighting them off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I typically try to end my episodes with some sort of legal analysis, but I don't think I have much to offer here. There's <laughs> nothing <laughs> yeah. genius I can say about this wackadoo guy who yeah. did all this. <laughs> he got what right. he deserved. So. Um, yep. Some people are just... Not well. Nope. And um, they need to be in a cage for the rest of us to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're interested, there's actually a Discovery Channel show called Your Worst Nightmare. And they did this case. Oh. Mm-hmm. It was the first episode of season two. And they actually did a pretty decent job with it. Um, their casting of Daniel was a little optimistic. Uh <laughs> <laughs> More so his catfishing profile. Good looking creature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they they focused much, much more on Annie than they. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't. I think they really only mentioned the murder of Priscilla and her kids, kind of in passing at the end. Oh. Mm-hmm. Even though that's what sent him to, to prison for the prison. rest of his yeah. life. Right. So, but still, for the Annie part of the story, they do a mm-hmm. good job with it. So, if you're interested, mm-hmm. you can okay. check that out. So, uh, that's all I got. Now, it's a rule here that we have to finish every episode 
with what we call our palate cleanser, mm-hmm. okay. which is typically a joke selected by my eight-year-old. <laughs> oh, Jenna, love that. Yes. So nice. this is what we've got this week. What do you call a pig that does karate? Karate chop? Pork chop? Pork chop. There you go. You nailed it. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) She's the the dad joke queen. Yeah. I'm I'm impressed. Nice. I have the humor of an eight-year-old, yes. Yes. (laughs) You outsmarted my eight-year-old. He'll be thoroughly disappointed, go to bed crying, but at least you won. Aw, you ruined his night. Give him some candy. Uh, actually, he's got a cold, so I think he's already in bed. I oh. hope he's already in bed. I hope recording late means I didn't have to put him to bed. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, we know your secrets. Yes. <laughs> does your wife listen to this podcast? Um, she says she does. I don't totally believe her. Um, <laughs> well, now you'll know. Uh, yeah. Pop quiz. <laughs> well, I've tried to like a little trap she for and haven't got caught on it. So mm. she, she's she's making me suspicious. um so that's the episode i hope you enjoyed it that's a crazy case (laughs) indeed probably enjoy isn't the right word here i hope you found it interesting you know if you enjoyed it you're probably the scariest person in your office or workplace Mm. Um, (laughs) and you may want to check into that uh all right well ladies if you want to try to sell some tickets to your tours one last time i'll let you (laughs) give it a go well, if you want to check out our coming up tour, we'll be discussing some of the horrifying mothers of movies yep. in honor of Mother's Day coming up. Or if you are a mother, so. make you double check your kids. Yeah, and your influences <laughs> on them. <laughs> but we are Nopeville Podcast once again. Yep. And you can join us now every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And, and you can find us on Twitter at NopevilleCast and Instagram and Facebook. We're both Nopeville Podcast. And our website mm-hmm. is com. Yep. All right. And I think it's fair to say if you can find my podcast to listen to, you can find their podcast to listen to. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Just about everywhere. <laughs> so um, with that creepy little tale, uh, we're going to end the show. Thank you both. Again, for joining us. Thanks for having us. us. Yes. Um, To the audience, please go check out their podcast. I'm not exaggerating when I say I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Um, (laughs) You can go subscribe and hopefully you'll survive most of the tours. (laughs) Not all of us have been so lucky. Not that I'm harboring a grudge. (laughs) But um, thank you all for tuning in today. We love all of our listeners, even you. What am I saying? Especially you. You're our favorite <laughs> listener. So be good today. Be kind. Remember, this is your week to make yourself feel awesome in some way. So buy some new pants or go feed the ducks at a nearby park. You know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Right. Nice. Y'all be good. <laughs> Take care. And Brad out. Thank you for listening to Killing, Missing, Hidden. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share. Questions? Email us at info at kmhpodcast.com.